millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Commonwealth Voices is a podcast about citizens coming together to participate in democracy and influence the institutions that shape their lives. Welcome to Commonwealth Voices. I'm Roy Ford Brown. I'll be your host and guide in the series featuring stories from across the Commonwealth. The Commonwealth covers 20% of the world's land area and six continents. With an estimated population of 2.4 billion people, that's collectively a third of the world population, each with their own unique voice. It's Tuesday morning in Kingston, Jamaica. It's 6.30 a.m. I'm Suzanne Stanley, the CEO of the Jamaica Environment Trust. You're tuned to RGR 94FM Real Jamaican Radio. We invite you now to stay tuned for an update. 28 degrees Celsius. So, Suzanne, what's the weather like in Kingston, Jamaica today? It's a bit overcast today, actually. Uh, looks like it might rain. And you are the CEO of the Jamaica Environment Trust. Tell us a little bit about the organisation. How big is it? And, and what exactly is its remit? We are a non-government environmental organization. We were started in 1991 by my predecessor, uh, Diana McCauley, and um, I took over as CEO in January this year. So I'm relatively new to leadership in the organization. We have about five people on staff. You know, I say about because sometimes we, because we have very close relationships with some former staff members who still kind of operate as contractors from time to time. So a lot of people don't realize how small JET is. You know, we're featured in the media a lot of the time. We have this very good relationship with the journalists in Jamaica. Often they'll come to us and ask us for our, um, our opinion or our position on various environmental matters. 
And you say it's a non-governmental organisation. Is there a Jamaican governmental department that you liaise with, work with, or is this something which is completely contracted out of government services? Um, no, actually, there is a state agency with responsibility for the environment. It's called the National Environment and Planning Agency. So NEPA is the state agency, but they have a dual function. So they are kind of a amalgamation of what was once called the Natural Resources Conservation Authority and the Town and Country Planning Authority. It kind of joined together to create this uh, one agency, which in and of itself causes issues. Because if you think about uh, an agency that's not not only responsible for environmental protection and conservation, being coupled with an agency that is uh, charged with, uh, you know, approving planning and development permits. Um, you can see where there is some conflict that arises. We have been labeled as kind of like a watchdog for NEPO and for, you know, other government agencies as it relates to environmental decision making. So you're helping keep and hold the government to account? Essentially, yes. A fire that started yesterday at the Riverton City landfill on Spanish Town Road in Kingston is still raging at this hour. It's reported that the blaze has worsened due to heavy gusts of winds fanning across the area. So Riverton has been this persistent problem in Jamaica and you decided that something needed to be done. Why did you decide to apply for a grant via the Commonwealth Foundation? So, so someone told us about the that there was a call for proposals from the Commonwealth Foundation. We were aware of the organization, but we hadn't actually ever applied for a grant from the Commonwealth Foundation before. But when we looked at so the kind of themes that they were interested in funding, um, the kinds of projects that they were interested in funding, especially the whole aspect of um, citizens' voices and promoting you know, um, community-led um, projects and working with local communities on various issues. Um, you know, of course, JET's main areas of focus are environmental education and advocacy. But, you know, the Commonwealth Foundation just seemed to be a really good fit for what we wanted to do uh, versus, you know, what their interests were. Thick smoke rising from the Riverton City landfill for a second day in a row. The Jamaica Fire Brigade, Jamaica Defense Force, the Office of Disaster Preparedness and Emergency Management and private contractors are said to have been engaged at different levels trying to contain the fire. The problem of the burning of things like rubber tires and various other kind of waste issues was quite severe and it got a lot of national press in Jamaica. Could you tell us some of the extent of some of the immediate health issues that people in Riverton actually experienced? Riverton actually became a very hot topic during our delivery of the project. After six days, the fire at the Riverton dump has been contained by fire officials. However, local agency, the Jamaica Environment Trust, JET, says there's a lot to be answered for. The Jamaica Environment Trust is deeply alarmed at the state of affairs concerning the Riverton dump. It should not be that every year the country has to expend millions of dollars to out these types of fires. This morning during devotion, the children started coughing. It was really very bad. We couldn't even see. We have a number of children in here who are asthmatic or suffer from some bronchial problem. They were just falling down. 
we didn't even finish devotion we had to make them go back in the classroom it got even worse and we decided okay we would send them home because they were getting sick now even some of the teachers even though we had put on masks they were getting really really down now communities that are close to Riverton we ended up partnering with them under the project Seaview Garden is a peaceful community. I love Seaview Garden because it was my first home. Once there's a burning at Riverton, we actually feel the effect of it. When the smoke from Riverton come over on us, all the curtain of the house is black. A lot of persons have complained that they have asthma issues and other respiratory illnesses. Sometimes we cannot breathe. Especially when night comes, you're on your veranda, you smell the whole place. So this place is killing us. When you're breathing, my nose burns me. Sometimes it smells like them are born tired, them are born dead dog at the same time. Coming like it rests on my stomach. Sometimes I forgot to drink some water or buy a Wrigley's and chew it. Forget the smell off of my stomach. I look like I swallow the smell. The government needs to step in and get this place cleaned up. There is this community that has been established around the dump, around the waste disposal. So the government likes to call it waste disposal sites. You know, we call it a dump. There's, it's not a landfill. Let's just, just put it that way. And uh, the smoke, the air quality issues, that this illegal burning of tires has become particularly bad in recent years. And it got really, really bad towards the end of 2017, early 2018. You know, so and it was brought to our attention by this, uh, you know, community representative who is tweeting about it, saying, look, I can't breathe, you know, like I have to lock up my windows in the night and I have sinus problems, my neighbor has asthma, she's on a ventilator, please help us, what can be done? And, you know, mentioning, at mentioning Jet, at mentioning the Prime Minister, Nepal, etc. So we found out about this and there's been ongoing air quality problems in the area. So you got the grant what did that then allow you guys to do immediately with with those funds so for a small organization like JIT, it's difficult for us to, um, outside of project support, if, unless we have some kind of project funding, it's difficult for us to kind of like respond to issues like this beyond maybe a letter, press release, that type of thing. So what they actually allowed us to do was uh, through the public education campaign, we're able to go into these communities and shoot film, so film, testimonials about the air quality issues that they were experiencing. We went into a community called Corville Gardens, which are adjacent. So these are not communities that are necessarily right beside the Riverton dump, but they're like within a one mile radius of the dump. And we're able to speak with residents. They were able to tell their stories. They were able to voice their concerns. So, and they were able to essentially, you know, tell Jamaica how that was affecting them. We are currently standing in Corby Gardens. It's a very nice community. The only problem has been for the last couple of years is the constant nuisance of the smoke just being a few miles from the Riverton city dump. There is a stench that is unbearable. Uh, it makes breathing almost impossible. We've had to resort to stuffing the windows and the doors because sometimes you, you go to your bed at nine o'clock and just wake up in the middle of the night coughing. It is so bad that uh, we had to invest in several 
ear purifiers. Uh, my wife has developed chronic respiratory problems. We've had to resort to as much as doing a brain scan because our sinuses just would not get better. Uh, so most time I good now, uh, five times out of ten, these don't work and we have to use a nebulizer. How long can anybody continue to live in this sort of condition? We've had two fires, we've had burning of this kind of noxious gas. How quickly, with your advocacy, how quickly did the Jamaican government swing into action to address the issues? Well, I mean, the, the immediate reaction, of course, is the fire department. You know, they mm -hmm. have to go in and extinguish the place, I think. But Riverton is a long-standing issue, right? It has been a problem for decades. It, there's no easy fix to the problem. But because uh, we were able to kind of do this advocacy, because we're able to you know, show these testimonials, get more public awareness around the issue, we also had the facility to review the report that came out of the National Environment and Planning Agency following the file, you know, we had this technical expertise. Um, we have a, a volunteer who assisted with the project, a former University of the West Indies lecturer in environmental chemistry, a, a gentleman called Dr. Anthony Greenaway, who assisted us in, in looking at uh, this uh, report that came out of the file. So we were able to do a review. We were able to send it into NEPA. We were able to say, look, these are the issues, you know, we're able to get the media talking. There were quite a few interviews, uh, not only surrounding the file, and impacts of that, but also surrounding this mm. report being released and Jet's review of the report and our interpretation of, you know, the findings and, you know, our concerns, not only about the impact of the fire, but just in how the state was monitoring air quality in the area. So shut down that dump was the greener headline for the article revealing the findings from NEPA's air quality report, which stated that residents in the surrounding areas are being exposed by harmful pollutants. So let's have a chat with Suzanne Stanley, who is the Chief Executive Officer. Jamaica Environment Jamaica Trust. Jamaica Environment Trust. Yeah. Good morning. Suzanne, we've been talking about this Riverton dump for whenever I can remember. Yeah. Um, you're suggesting it shouldn't be there, it should be moved. Move it to where? Obviously, a site suitability study would be necessary. We've been talking about this for years. There seems to be no movement in that direction. If it's not moved, what's the next move then if you're not going to move it? When we're looking at the report that was released by NEPA last week, and the results of the report were not really very surprising. There was a huge fire at the dump, and it negatively impacted air quality. But what was concerning was that uh, in the report, uh, we saw where there's already air quality issues in the area, it's an area that is already suffering from poor air quality. So an incident like this is actually making what is a bad situation much worse. Mm. So let's talk about the study. Marked increases in toxic gases. 46 pollutants were detected from the analyses conducted. Was that surprising to you? I read a report that said some, some of those um, compounds were like two and a half times what it should be. As it related to the benzene, it was 40 times what the annual levels have been set at. And this is really concerning because prolonged exposure to these kinds of substances can cause cancer. So you said we've been talking about this for years, um, Suzanne. Is this a lack of will? Actually, it's been needed for a very long time. This is tying into some of Jamaica's bigger waste management challenges. Waste management has never really been a priority in the country how we manage our garbage, uh, all ties into where we send our garbage, you know, right. and 
even in 60% of the cases, that is the river sand dump. If it's not moved, is there anything that the residents, the surrounding residents can do if it's not moved? Following the last major fire, we were promised that there was going to be a health impact study. You know, looking at what some of the impacts on the people's health in the area had been from that fire and just, you know, prolonged exposure to fires of that nature and the poor air quality in the area. It never happened. Is this something that you could do independently, Suzanne, or is it something that you'd have to wait on the government to do? Well, the health impact study, it's quite an extensive, expensive type of study that would be needed. Um, we would investigate whether we can find funding to do something like that. But, you know, we would need the buy-in from the various government agencies mm -hmm. to participate to facilitate. So. Right. Well... I hope we don't have to talk about this anytime soon again, but thank you for weighing in yeah, this morning. We've been talking about it a lot. We've I know, yeah, I know. Chief Executive Officer of the Jamaica Environment Trust, Suzanne Stanley. So Suzanne, how long did the uh, campaign last for and how long was the grant actually for as well? It was a two-year grant. We used the first half of the grant to conduct our research for the review that we did on the air and water quality framework, the, the legal framework governing air and water quality standards. And then the second half, so the second year of the grant, um, after we launched that review, that was when we did a public education campaign in the second year. So the public education campaign ran from October 2017 until the end of the grant, which was September 2018. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So when you're talking about Riverton, for example, you know, Riverton is one side of the issue. That's where your waste ends up. That's the part of the issue that you, that many Jamaicans don't see. Most Jamaicans have never been to Riverton. Most Jamaicans don't think about Riverton unless uh, there's a dump fire that's affecting Kingston or there's some item on the news. Have you been back to Riverton recently and could you give us uh, an update as to how the residents are doing? Yeah, we went there yesterday. 
actually, uh, Dan and I. So Dan, our former CEO, she's still a chair of our board. Uh, and we also paid a visit to the Riverton Waste Disposal site yesterday. And I mean, I wouldn't say the situation has improved, really, um, in terms of the air quality issues. You know, I mean, the, you could see like 10 to 12 fires. So not on the dump itself, the dump is being covered, you know, we could see the trucks coming in, dropping off the garbage at the tipping face, you know, front end loaders pushing the, the, the I guess it's construction material that they use to cover it, some kind of aggregate that they use to cover it. Um, so that the site is, uh, you know, operating as it normally does, but like these little fires all around, the, the waste disposal site in the community that's kind of up. So it's separated from the community by a river called the Haney River. So the dump is on one side and the community is on the other side. And so on the other side of the river, you can just see these like fires in the community, like black smoke, you know, just going up into the air. And I mean, and it affects the air quality, even on the dump itself. You know, you're standing there, you're looking at the garbage, you're looking at the dump, you're looking at the activities on the dump. And like, you know, your eyes are burning, you know, your nose is burning, you know. I mean, could tolerate it for about, I would say I was standing up there for about maybe 20 minutes before I was like, okay, need to, I need to go now, I need to go now. And then, you know, I think about, there, the community is living in this every single day. Every day, I'm I'm complaining about being in this this poor air quality for like 20 minutes. You know, I'm thinking, ah, I need to get out of here. And this is this is every day for these communities that surround the dump. And you know, it's really a very sobering thought. I'm Anthony McKenzie. I'm the director responsible for environmental management and conservation. Broadly involves air quality management, pollution prevention and management. So Mr. McKenzie, obviously Riverton was had a, a terrible issue in the last few years with fires and JETS was one of the NGOs that uh, took that issue very much to its heart and tried to give the community around Riverton a voice. Could you tell us what was the result of the community stakeholder meetings that were organised by JET with NEPA? I'm aware of the initiatives that were supported by the Commonwealth where they looked at and engaged a number of communities associated with industrial facilities. Specifically with Riverton, um, Chet has always been involved in advocacy relating to the fires at Riverton and its impact on the wider community. Do stakeholder meetings provide NEPA with a better understanding of the impact of the Riverton fires on the people that they affect in the community? Stakeholder meetings that we, that we were engaged in were targeted by virtue of um, activities. They formally engaged the community. We were brought into workshops, um, not only NEPA, but other regulatory agencies. There was a synthesization session for the, for the participants and members of the community otherwise, and then we were brought together looking at strategies, largely focused on how the community can be empowered 
So NEPA definitely thinks that the stakeholder meetings which dealt with the wider issue of clean air have helped to influence the way in which you engage with communities. Yeah, I think there, there's, there's value in that. I mean, as part of our regulatory responsibility, we have registry requirements. We also have establishment of a community council so that there is that interaction between the community, the regulators, and the actual facility. So the work objects would have been positive in that regard because we helped to bolster and sort of engender improved knowledge by way of community members. So after a two-year campaign and a grant from the Commonwealth Foundation, what were the outcomes? So well, we had this great uh, publication that looked at air and water quality issues uh, more broadly. That was a really um, fantastic outcome. You know, we're really proud of that publication that we did. You know, first time I think an NGO in Jamaica, at least, has ever done a review of that kind. Mm -hmm. um, we brought stakeholders together. So we brought government officials together with community members uh, to air out these issues. So the community members were, you know, brought directly to government and industry stakeholders. These are these are people who are immediately being affected by these air and water quality problems. And, you know, they're able to air their grievances directly and, you know, get contact information for the industry, contact information for the government so that they can follow up on on these issues. So that was very good. Although we can't say that the public education campaign that we did for the Clean Air and Water Project, you know, was directly responsible for some of the announcements that happened last year, we do think that it went a very long way to kind of place this added pressure on the government of Jamaica to do something about the air quality issues, especially as it relates to the Riverton City Dump. We, we feel very good about the campaign and the, the release of that review and the kind of advocacy that came with that from, you know, both the, the citizens being able to give testimonials as to how this is impacting them, how this is affecting their health and their environment. Right. Um, so at the end of last year, actually it was New Year's Eve, um, JET was actually closed, but there was a Government of Jamaica press conference. I'm not sure if you heard, but the head of the enterprise team um, who is charged with leading the divestment of the Riverton dump, he came you know, onto the podium to make an announcement and um, he announced that the Government of Jamaica actually you know, now intends to wind down operations at Riverton. So, you know, they're going to they're essentially going to be moving the dump. So they, they, I mean, he spoke to things like, you know, um, slowly transitioning away from that site. So we, there was an announcement last year to say that uh, tires will no longer be going to Riverton. They're going to be going somewhere else. But I guess I think the intention now is to move other materials away from that site. So you'll just find that over the time, less and less garbage is going to be going to Riverton. And I think the hope is that they'll eventually be able to transition to Greenlands is what the term he used. And how that impacts air quality issues is that Riverton, of course, is a major source of air pollution 
in that area and it really impacts the public health and environment of all the communities around it. You know, I'm really happy to hear that this is uh, the act that this action is going to be finally taken after decades that you know Jet has been advocating for this, uh, both under this project and before. You know, um, you know, it's really, really great to hear that this much needed action is is going to be taken so we we're hoping that they're going to fast track that they 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 gave a end of 2019 deadline we we would love to see it happen even more because of course an announcement doesn't fix the air quality issues that mm-hmm. are experienced area right the, the citizens are still being impacted by poor air quality associated with the dump so you know we do want to see that happen but it's really really good news especially to start off 2019. So we're happy about that. My name is Kamfa Osilaja and I'm the Grants Manager for the Commonwealth Foundation. I've worked at the Commonwealth Foundation for seven years, managing the Grants Programme, which is a £1 million grants programme open to civil society organisations across the Commonwealth. So I'm imagining that you give out grants to organisations obviously all over the Commonwealth, but you must strike up a bit of a relationship with with those organisations and the people who are actually running them. So how is it working with Suzanne on this project? It was great working with Suzanne. I met her a couple of times during the duration of the project. She's very passionate about the work that she does and that passion comes across really strongly when you talk with her and it really helps you get a real good sense of how the project is progressing when you speak in person with somebody and and how important those issues are and Suzanne is really good at sort of making you really understand how important the project is. property deal with your garbage properly the air quality i'm gonna depend upon what practices don't be bored we no need no apologies old car tire just a simmer what that smoke it a come out of your beamer what that rubbish it a burning at your yard what that breathing thing i get harder take the lead clean it set speed clean here we want clean here we need clean here for breed house clean here we need time for everybody step up Make we come together and clean up the scheme Clean up the air, set speed, oh you mean Clean air for breed house, clean air we need Clean up the air, set speed There's no substitute for clean air So that's it for today's podcast But you can continue the discussion online by tweeting us At Commonwealth.org Or by finding us on Facebook with the same username That's Commonwealth.org You'll find links on Facebook and Twitter to Commonwealth Insights policy briefs that explore a whole range of issues such as these we've explored in this show. Anything from migration, climate justice to women negotiating peace. As this is our first podcast, we implore you to go onto Apple Podcasts or a podcatcher of your choice and go and write us a review. 
because it helps visibility for the show and gets more people then to be aware of us so they can listen too. I'm Rayful Brown, you've been listening to Commonwealth Voices. The Commonwealth Foundation. More voices for a fairer world. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.